Amen. Aren't you glad we have the opportunity and the privilege to be able to do that? When we don't know what to do, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know how to fix the situation we're in, we can go to Him and know that He can meet our needs. All God's people say it. Grab your Bible. Grab your Bible. Remain standing for just a moment. Uh, just a moment. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 6. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, that's rare in the very beginning, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, right there in the front of your Bible. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I, I want to, just out of curiosity, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, I want to do a little poll. How many of y'all, uh, uh, the devil jumped on you pretty good this week? Anybody? Anybody? Isn't it, isn't it amazing when you preach on being thankful and how much the Lord has done that the Lord will point, or the devil will point out everything that's wrong? He'll point, he'll point out everything that, that aggravates you. And he'll, he'll get you to focus on all the negative. Right after we, we talked about being thankful and, and all that. I, it was in my life this week. And, uh, and, and how many of y'all know... Uh, that the devil's really good at what he does. He is. So we got we to gotta recognize that. Sometimes when we see things in our life and we see the way things are going, it's not because things are so bad. It's just because he's magnifying things. Uh, we need to tell the devil, take his magnifying glass down. Say amen. Uh, last week, last week we, we started on this subject about being thankful, and, and we, we talked about immorality. We talked about wickedness and, and, and the state of our union and the state of our country and the state of... Uh, uh, even Christians today, uh, in, in our world, there's a lot of immorality. There's wickedness. I mean, gross immorality, but, but we traced it back in Romans chapter number one. And if you wasn't here last week, I would encourage you highly to go, go listen to that. Cause it'll go with what we're talking about today. Uh, everything, everything happens for a reason. We're, we, we are where we're at because of, for what has happened in the past and, uh, in, in, the, in the, the series of events that's taken place, uh, we see immorality. That's where we're at. But, it, but, but immorality came because there was idolatry. Idolatry. When God is not in his rightful place, there will always be immorality. When God is not being treated as God, when he's not being worshipped as God, when he is not being followed as God, there will be immorality. And immorality was caused by idolatry, but idolatry, we learned, the crazy thing is, was caused by ingratitude. It says, neither were they thankful. Say that with me. Neither were they At a point in a time when Adam and Eve had everything there was to have, could it, listen, they had it made in the shade with lemonade. Say amen. Literally. They thought God was holding out on them. Satan convinced Eve that God was holding out on her, and man was not thankful for what God had already done and what God had already provided, and because of that, they believed a lie. According to Romans chapter number 1, we believe a lie. And we wanted something we thought we didn't have, and y'all, you know where we're at. But we started with being unthankful. All week I've been thinking in my mind, how do, we, how do we get to that point where we're not thankful? I mean, how do we, how do we get to that point? And, and I, believe, I believe we can nail it down today and talk about it today, okay? So Deuteronomy chapter number 6, 
in, in verse number 1. If you found your spot, say amen. Now this is Moses encouraging the people, actually God encouraging the people through Moses, and he is, he is telling the people from chapters 1 through 5, he tells the people what God has done for them and the blessings that God has given them and the, and the move that God has put upon them and so forth and so on. And now he's encouraging them and telling them about the Lord's commands, his rules, his, his law, if you will. You say, why do we need law? Because if we didn't have law, there would be anarchy. They'd be anarchy. They would be killing in the streets. I mean, God, he has a people and he wants them to be civilized and he, so he's going to give them a way of living and how to live, how to treat each other, how to treat the Lord. He says, now these are the commandments, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee Thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life that, now he gives a reason, that thy days may be prolonged. In other words, you have a long and prosperous life. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Why is he saying that? Because they are in a, in a land full of false gods and, and a multiplicity of gods. Uh, they, man, they, they worship the sun and the stars and the moon and crickets and, and bees and rodents and cows. And Are y'all with me? All of these say, listen, you need to understand, God ain't in any of them. He's the one God. He is the God. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is God, Jehovah, and there is none other. Are y'all with me? It's, it's getting good, isn't it? Amen. And, and verse 5, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. What kind of relationship does God want us to have with him? He wants us to love him. Say, so why should we love him? Because he first loved us. Amen. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down. And when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gate. You think he wants us to remember his word? He said, put it everywhere. Everywhere you go, everything you do, talk about it, uh, uh, teach about it, uh, read about it. Keep it in your mind and keep it in your heart. And it shall be, here's the warning. This is what the Lord is, is concerned about. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. He says, I'm going to give you cities that you didn't even have to build. Houses full of good things, which thou fillest not. Wells dig, which thou digs not. Vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. Are y'all are y'all with me? When thou shalt have eaten and be full. In other words, when I just I just let me translate it. I'm gonna bless the fire out of you. 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on you. And you're going to have more than enough. You see, he is a God of where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. That means I have just enough. But he's not the God of just enough. If you keep reading, he said, My cup. He's a God of more than enough. And he said, when I put you in the place, and I put you into a, 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 an atmosphere where I'm going to bless the fire out of you, and you're going to have more than you need. More than you. You're, you're going to have so much, you're going to be full, no want no more. Watch. Then, oh, mercy. Then, lest thou forget the Lord. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee out, or brought forth, uh, brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Please help us to get this truth. Please help us to receive it and to apply it and, 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 and use it for your glory. Pray that your perfect will be done. I pray your word will be delivered to our hearts in such a way that it penetrates. And, it, and it, Lord, it just does the work. I pray for your perfect will to be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. You may be seated. On April the 30th, 1863, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln made a proclamation for a national day of fasting, humiliation, and prayer. He said, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us. I think there were some true words. I, can, I think we all can agree, I think we all can agree that America is a blessed nation. I think we can all agree that, that America has had the hand of God upon it and had the favor of God with it and had the mercy. Are y'all with me? But I think that the same thing that's happened to the nation of Israel the same thing that God was concerned about when it came to the nation of Israel. God wants to bless His people. God promised to bless 
his people. God made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he was going to fulfill that covenant and bless them. He brought them to a land of milk and honey, houses they did not build, wells they did not dig, orchards they did not plant, cities they did not build. He gave it all to them and said, here, I want you to have this. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be, listen, I want you to multiply. I want you to be in prosperity, but I am concerned that you're going to forget me. That sounds crazy. But guess what they did? They forgot him. When they were full. Do y'all remember do y'all remember September the eleventh? Y'all remember? Oh one? September eleventh. It's amazing. It's amazing the response and the reaction of people. Everywhere you went, there were, there were billboard signs being put up by a secular crowd, not churches, a secular crowd. Pray, America, pray. It's time to pray. We need to pray. Churches were full. Services were full. They couldn't keep them out of the house of God. We need to pray. We're in a mess. We need to pray. Our country needs to pray. Our country needs God. Oh, when we're in a trial, when we're in a difficulty, when we get scared, we want to run to God and say, God, help us. But you let us get blessed. We're suspending kids for making a touchdown and pointing up to the Lord and recognizing where their strength comes from. We are in a mess in America because America has forgotten God. Let me tell you where we'll fall and fail in being thankful is when we forget. I was thinking, how could we not be thankful? How could we not be thankful? And one of the things that, there was really two things that came to my mind. We forget the blessings of God and we focus on the negative. Those two things. And I, 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 maybe God will let me preach on the other part, uh, the focusing on the negative next week, I don't know. But I, I, I just wanted to talk about forgetting forgetting we are creatures that forget do you know most experts when we, we, we we're taking classes to help us grow and to and to learn how to how to be a blessing to y'all and all that uh, they say that you have to remind your people every 21 days i said what all do we have to remind them they said everything now think about it how often do we make an announcement and say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and then and later on, well, I didn't know that's what we were doing. Well, that's what we've been doing. That's what we've always done. Well, I didn't. Why ain't y'all quiet? Did they help me? How many of y'all know we forget? We forget. The word forget. Webster's Dictionary gives a definition. It says to be unable to recall or think of. To fail to give proper attention to. To leave undone or unattended, to, especially through carelessness. Watch this one. This is, this is big. To miss the opportunity or the obligation of. We forget. We forget. He said, he said nation, I don't want you to ever forget. I want you in those houses. I want you drinking from them wells. 
I want you eating from them orchards. I want you living in them cities. I want all of the blessings that I can bestow upon you. I want it to the point that you can't stand no more, but I am concerned that you're going to forget where it comes from. And he says, beware, lest we forget. Say that with me. Lest we, everybody say it. Say it again. Whatever we do, we can't forget. No matter what comes, we can't forget. No matter what we face, we can't forget. No matter what is in front of us or behind us or around us, we cannot forget. Because as soon as we forget, we become unthankful. When we become unthankful, we become idolatrous. And we worship ourselves and not Him. That's why we get aggravated when things don't go our way. That's why we get frustrated when things don't go exactly the way we want them. Because we think we're God and we want everything to be our way. And we forget that it is not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about Him. And when we worship Him, when He's the most important thing in our life, when He is priority in our life, it doesn't matter what happens here. It doesn't matter what happens there. All that matters, it is He's happy. It is He is satisfied. And He, somebody say amen. We can't forget. We can't forget. Listen, marriages are destroyed because we forget. Ministries are destroyed because we forget. We get aggravated with each other and we fight amongst ourselves. Why? We've forgotten why we're here. Are y'all with me? Ain't we having fun? Let me give you let me give you four things we never need to forget. Four things. That's something else I wanted to do, but this is the way the Lord led, so maybe we'll do the other next week. This is real simple. This is real simple. In our, in our lives, in our ministries, in our church, no matter what, in our, in our church, we need to, if the leadership begins to forget it, uh, church, y'all need to remind the leaders. Leaders, when the church begins to forget it, we need to remind them. Let's remind each other. Let's hold ourselves accountable. Number one, what do we need to remember, preacher? We need to always remember who he is. We need to always remember who he is. What was the, what was the thing? that he said to the nation of Israel, verse number 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He said, before I tell you what I want you to, I want you to remember who I am. Somebody say amen. What did he say in Psalms 100? Know ye not that the Lord he is God. He said, uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, not churches, not God's people, but land. Do you realize everybody ought to appreciate God? Listen, everybody should recognize God. Why should we make a joyful noise? Why should we be thankful? Why should we give him praise? He said, know ye not that the Lord, he is God. God, it, listen, means supreme. God means authority. God means priority. He is number one. He is supreme. He is first in our life. We need to know who he is. Know you not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. He is the potter. We are the clay. He is the father. We are the children. Somebody give him praise and glory. Don't forget who he is. 
I'm not the boss. He's the boss. I'm not in charge. He's in charge. I'm not the ruler. He's the ruler. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. That's good. Isaiah 43, verse 10. Isaiah 43, verse 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God for In other words, before me there was nobody. Nobody made me. Nobody started me. There was no God before me. Say amen. Before me there was no God for him. Neither, I like this one, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and I have saved. And I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yes, amen. I know Oprah said there's many ways to heaven, but God said I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm here to tell you, he's God and there is no other. He's God on the platform. He's God back at the door. He's God in the amen corner. He's God all over the floor. Somebody say amen. Don't forget, he's God. Don't ever forget who he is. He's God, whether I like it or not. He's God. Whether I'm happy or not, He's God. Whether I got what I want or not, He's God. And He's right. And He's in charge. If I'm living in a mansion or if I'm living in a shack, He is God and there is none other. Yes. Somebody say amen. I ain't going to be able to do that next sermon. (laughs) Amen. Woo! Don't forget who He is. Say it with me. Don't forget... Number two, don't ever forget who we were. Don't ever forget where we were. You know what he said in chapter number six? He said, you were in the house of bondage when I found you. (laughs) How many of y'all, how many of y'all, the Lord's had to call the ambulance on you before. And the rest of you lying. How many of y'all have a tendency to have a pity party? We, come on now. Get, I'm, I'm raising both my hands. We get to feeling sorry for ourselves. Things ain't going right. And things ain't going the way we want it. And, 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 and we get to thinking God has shafted us and done us wrong and we deserve better. And, and I think it's because we forgot where we was when he found us. He said, you were in bondage. You were a slave. You were helpless. You you couldn't help your situation. You couldn't get out of your situation. You cried unto me like the psalmist said. He said, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry, and he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of miry clay, and he set my foot on a rock and established my goings and put a new song in my mouth. Somebody say amen. I couldn't get to where he was, so he came to me. He looked beyond my fault, and he saw my need. Oh, somebody say amen. 
Ephesians says it well. Ephesians says this, And you hath he quickened who were dead, say it with me, who were dead dead and trespasses in and sin what is a dead person a dead person has no power he has no ability he has no strength he has no skill he doesn't have the ability to change his situation what does a dead person need a dead person needs resurrection and a dead person needs life when I was dead in my sin when I didn't even know I had a problem here came the life and here came the resurrection my way and he spoke life into my soul and he raised me from my condition oh don't forget where you were don't ever forget where you were and let me say this when you go to look in your nose down with a problem with people to have problems hello we got some people to come to this place and I want them to come to this place I read a quote this week and I like it a pastor had some church members that was complaining to him about some people that was smoking outside. Now, I'm not for smoking. I'm not. I don't like it. I don't like the smell of it. I don't like nothing about it. I don't like it. I don't believe smoke is going to send you to hell. It would just make you smell like you've been there. Say amen. I don't like it. But let me tell you, let me tell you what this guy said, and I like it. He said... He said, if you're worried about them people in the parking lot that's smoking, you better not come in the building. Because we got people in the building, they're addicted to smoking, but we got people in the building addicted to porn. Hey, they're addicted to drugs, and they're addicted to prescription drugs, and and, and all the stuff y'all can't see. He said, we've got people with anger issues. We've got Peter people eat up with bitterness. We've got people with problems. So if you're worried about that, you better not come in here. Yeah, this is a hospital, people. This is not a museum. This is not a religious mortuary. This is a place where they can come and find help. Don't forget where you was. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have issues. We all have problems. Some you can see and some you can't. Don't put your nose down at somebody. Remember where you were. Don't ever forget where you were. Paul said, Paul said, I was the chief among sinners. I can't never forget about my past. I can't never forget where I was. I'm so thankful that I'm saved because I know where it found me. Hallelujah. Half of you mad and half of you glad. The mad people are the ones that forgot where you was. My grandma always said, you got the same britches to get glad in. Church, say amen. Don't ever forget who he is. Say that with me. Don't ever forget who he is. Don't ever forget where we were. Don't ever forget where we Don't ever forget you come out of bondage. When you go to, when you go to forgetting the blessings of God, don't forget you was in chains. Don't forget, while why you're sucking on that milk and honey, don't forget you used to eat garlic and onions. Now, some of y'all like that, but you understand. Leeks and, in other words, the throwaway of Egypt. Don't forget where you were. Number three, this is simple. 
We cannot ever forget who he is. We cannot ever forget where we were. We better not ever forget what he did. We... <laughs> Oh, he's standing. He's standing at the burning bush talking to Moses. And he says, I hear the cry. The cry of my people has come to my ears. And I hear their cry. How many of y'all are glad that even though God's way up there, he can hear way down here? He said, now I'm going to do something about it. Bible said, but God commendeth his love toward us. God commendeth his love toward us. The word commendeth means to put on display. He said, I don't want to just tell you. I want to show you. Actions speak louder than words. But God put on display his love. God commendeth his love. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The godly died for the ungodly. The perfect gave his life for the imperfect. Listen, the one who was pure and righteous and holy, the sweet Lamb of God, the precious Prince of Heaven, came down to this earth and he bled and he died and he suffered. He was butchered and betrayed so that I could be forgiven. Oh, don't ever forget what he did. He died so you didn't have to. He didn't just die for you. He died instead of you. Don't forget what he did. Don't forget about the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The emblem of suffering and shame. Oh, the song said, but I love that old cross. Listen, it was on that cross that the, the best died so I could be forgiven. Listen, when you get to pouting and you get to feeling sorry for yourself and you get to that place where you're unthankful and you forget about God's blessings, don't forget that he hung six hours on a cross bleeding and dying and suffering he would push himself up to take a breath and in weakness when the blood would flow he would fall back down and the weight of his body would pull upon his lungs where he couldn't hardly breathe and then he would stand back up and try to get a breath and fall back down for six hours don't forget what he did hallelujah I don't really even say anything else. That's enough. That's enough. Paul said, "I don't need. I don't need to preach anything but the cross." He said, "I don't even want. I don't even talk. I don't want even want to talk with elegant words and fancy speech, lest the take away the beauty of the cross. The cross. Don't forget what he did. Lastly." What was number one? We can't ever forget 
Say it with me. We can't ever forget. Number two, we can't ever forget. Number three, we can never forget what he did. Lastly, let's not ever forget what we have. Let's not ever forget what we have. Preacher, what, what do we have? First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Y'all look at this and and, and watch this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't he blessed? Which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Why do we not have to be worried about the economy? Because Jesus got up. Why do we not have to be worried about the grave? Because Jesus got up. Why do we not have to be worried about sickness or disease? Because Jesus got up. Why do we not have to be worried about the end times? Because Jesus got up. And because Jesus got up, I have a lively hope. Watch this. This this is it right here. Watch this. Now go back. Verse 3. Watch this. He hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now watch. Verse 4. To and to and an inheritance. Now, for you rich folk in here, that don't mean nothing to you. But for you poor people, several years ago, they come out with a restaurant from my family, poor folks. <laughs> How many of you ate at poor folks? drank your tea out of a mason jar i told you now for you poor folks in here we have an inheritance that's incorruptible see i got a house from my family that was left to me guess what it can burn down matter of fact termites probably gnawing on it as we speak but do you realize the inheritance that we have from god is incorruptible it's undefiled, and it <laughs> woo, it fadeth not away. And even more importantly, it's reserved in heaven for you. I'm about to lose all my dignity this morning. Nobody can get it. Nobody can take it. I'm not going to lose it. The devil can't steal it from me. I've got an inheritance reserved in heaven for me. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up together to be with them in the clouds. Preacher, what are you saying? What I'm trying to say is I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm looking for a hole in the sky. Because one day, according to John 14, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I'm talking about many mansions. I'm talking about my inheritance. I'm talking about the reservation waiting for me in my house. 
our mini mansion. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. You are to stand up and give him praise. You are to make a joyful noise. You are to give him thanksgiving in the house of the Lord today. Give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. That's not a joyful noise. Come on, people. Give him praise. Woo! Yes, amen. Sit down. I got something else to say. It, it, just this last thing. This last thing. It really don't have nothing to do with the message, but I want you to hear it. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Say amen. And I, I, I will come again and receive you. Receive you. Now, here's the thing. I will receive you unto myself. Now, most people think that comes like in country talk, in country talk, that, that would mean, that would mean fetch. <clears throat> He's going to fetch us. How many of y'all have ever had a grandma say, go fetch me a switch? Y'all, so y'all know what I'm talking about. That's not what that means. That's not what the word receive means. We, we assume he says he's just going to come get us. That's, what that, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. If you look up the word receive, it means this. To associate oneself with. Let me explain. Because I see y'all don't get it. One, one, one year, me and Brother Travis Sharp, uh, we were we were riding with Dr. Brown and, and a couple other preachers to a meeting in Atlanta, Georgia. It was on Peachtree Street in Atlanta, Georgia. Big old church. Uh, Preacher Brown really never gets there early. Uh, never. And so by the time we get to the doors, it's, it's slam-packed to the gills. I'm talking about people everywhere, all the way to the back door. We walk in. <clears throat> we walk in. And here's the keynote speaker standing here. I think I think uh, uh, I, I don't I don't remember how it all went, but me and me and brother Travis and the other guy, we were standing right behind him, and and the people from the church came up to him and said, "Welcome, Dr. Brown. We're glad to have you." And the first thing he said was, "My people need some chairs." No problem, no problem. So they brought chairs, put them, on, and, and and he said, "Just come with us." And here Dr. Brown goes, and and, and me and Travis. We are with him. Wait, are you with me? He associated himself with us. So we got a chair. Well, one day. (laughs) You may have people on this earth that wouldn't spit on you if you was on fire. 
You may have grew up on the wrong side of the tracks, and there's people that don't think you qualify. And there's people that won't speak to you. But one day, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God of all glory, is going to step out on a cloud. And he's going to say, hey, y'all, there with me. He's going to receive us to be with him. Are you proud that you have a God who doesn't care where you were when he found you? He just wants you to be with him when it's all said and done. Let's stand. Everybody stand. Yeah, that's good. How many of y'all can see we got something to be thankful for? Beware. Say it with me. Say it again. Beware. Lest ye forget. Listen, church, let's, let's hold each other accountable. When one goes to wine and says, hey, hey, I know it's bad, but you remember where you were? When I, when I go to complaining about something, I want you to tell me, hey, preacher, remember when we only had 30? When I go to belly aching about something, say, hey, preacher, remember where we were and we were sweating bullets over paying the bills? When your friend or your neighbor in the church goes to complain about an issue, hey, don't forget. Well, it ain't going my way. Well, let's not forget who he is. It's not about us. It's about him. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, this is the invitation. I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to find a place in this altar just to say thank you. Just to say thank you. Not to ask for anything. Not to, not to ask for anything, but just to say thank you. Thank you for finding me where I was and putting me where I am and taking me to where I'm going. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your truth. Lord, this is the invitation. I pray that your people will show their thanks and appreciation. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Jalen, you sing something. You need to come tell Jesus something, come tell him. You need to get saved, come on. We've got people at this altar be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. If you need to join us, come on, we'll help you with that. Maybe you just thank him for what God's done for you. Come on and tell him. Come on and tell him. I will ever love and trust him and in his presence daily live. And I surrender all, Lord, I, I surrender, surrender all, Lord, thank you for your blessing. and thank all you for your to Thee my blessing.
to show you. I got it. Brother Dustin, y'all have that picture? That picture is a picture of a, a check that went to the bank that took, went straight to our debt, $59,043.19. What are you doing? I'm asking my happy dance. You know, put that back up there. Put that back up there. $43. Uh, so what's that? That's uh, uh, $57. I said, Dustin, you couldn't have put $57 in that thing so we could say $60,000. Really? So if you have $57 to... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, God's good. God's good. He is blessing us. Not, not this. I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about the church and the ministry. I'm talking about the individual. He is blessing us like crazy. And I'm thankful for that. And that's happening because this is happening. So let's, let's, let's be obedient and do what God has told us to do. And let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. If we keep doing like that first song they sung today, we keep returning the praise, God will keep doing the blessing. Amen? Well, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your mercy, your kindness, and your grace. God, we thank you. We thank you. Help us never to forget. Help us never to forget these things. I pray that you'll bless this offering. Use it for your glory. I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.